Yo, this is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports, and I want to talk about a running back who everybody's going to be talking about based on what happened at yesterday's Combine. His name is Saquon Barkley, and they are calling him Superquan. And the reason they're calling him Superquan is because apparently he can run faster than a speeding bullet. Well, not quite. Speeding bullets probably go a lot faster than 4-4, but whatever, right? So, um, but he's run faster than Devin Hester. Imagine that, right? Um, I think he's at like maybe 220-something, 230, right? Um, he can jump higher. He can jump higher than most individuals on the field, straight up. Um, and he's also he, he's also stronger than Joe Thomas, and you'll hear all this stuff in his NFL Network in, interview. But they're calling him Superquan. Apparently, he's the best running back prospect to come out in years. Now, I heard the same thing about Ty Gurley. I heard the same thing about um, people like that, and he actually. You know, he compares favorably to those great running backs. And you're going to hear a lot about the people who he compares to in just a second. But I have to let you know that I am really intrigued by this whole Saquon Barkley situation. Is he really that guy who's going to come in and light it up? Now, here's the thing. He has the possibility of being a Brown. If he's a Brown, then I don't know what happens. But if he is not a Brown, um, and if he goes to another place, like let's say he goes to Indian, let's say Andrew Luck comes back, then maybe Saquon Barkley is something that we're actually going to see and hear more about in the future. Even if he goes to the Browns, I'm pretty sure they're going to you know, give him all the love in the world and then all the carries in the world. And so then we'll really get a chance to see what type of individual this is. But at Penn State, he was that guy. He was absolutely that guy. And now they are, are touting him as one of the best prospects so hands down to come out i want you to kind of get a, a chance to hear from him and also want you to hear how the scouts are talking about him saquon barkley Respectable players in the NFL and had great careers, but you know, uh, 29, 
145, 44, uh, for 41. I think uh, that, I think I made Tom Shaw half, happy. Um, I went out there to train with him to try to prepare myself for the best that I can for this uh, this experience. And you know, you dream about this as a little kid, and you want to go out and dominate. And uh, my mindset was try to be at least top three in all the events that I did at the combine, and I came pretty pretty close to that. And you think you could do even better in some of these numbers, which is just ridiculous. And it wouldn't surprise me uh, if you did, but is there is there one aspect of the combine that you look at and you say, man, I worked so hard for that, that maybe you're most proud of? Uh, the one I'm most proud of, I would say, would be the, the bench press. Um, the bench press, definitely, because uh, early on in the training process for the bench, um, I wasn't really focusing on that, took a little took a little bit off. Um, usually I was at 30 or 35, but um, this shows that the, the, the therapy and all the, the, the hard work I put in to try to get back to where I was before, um, to be able to get 29 after taking that little short period of time off uh, was very special. And that's a, this, I give applause to you know, my team that I worked with, to Tom Shaw, to uh, the PT guys, and to uh, all those guys over there uh, helping me get back to where I wanted. I wanted 30. Um, I really wanted 30, anywhere to 30 or 35, but, you know, 29, can't complain. I was able to tie uh, Chubbs, Nick Chubb, yeah. um, a little, little upset that he tied with me. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, I wanted to be him, but we joked around with that. It's all fun and love, and we're competing. You know, at the end of the day, we're all competitors, and that whole combine experience was a great time. Got to catch up with uh, I, I, what I think is the best running back class um, in a long time. So, you know, definitely respect those guys' game and got to go out there and get to know them a little better. It, it is a pretty special running back class. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, some people have said there could be as many as 10 running backs go in the top three rounds this year. And this is just a couple of years after we've talked a lot about the, the running class, the running backs uh, in the NFL not being as important as they used to be. Looking out on that field, was there somebody that, that jumped out to you, somebody other than Saquon Barkley, who you came away from the combine? saying, hmm, maybe they're better than I thought they were. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those guys did an unbelievable job. Um, I respect all those guys' gains from guys to, to Ronald Jones to Sony Michelle, but um, this guy didn't really surprise me, But um, and I don't, I don't think he surprised anyone at Georgia, uh, Nick Chubb. Um, a lot of people probably didn't even think he would run a 4-5-2. And you got to think, uh, I think he weighed in at 228 pounds and uh, the injuries he had to go through at uh, college to come back. And uh, running a 4-5-2 is very impressive. Um, I think he's one of, one of the better players in the draft. Um, I think, uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I was, I'm a true fan of the game. I'm a true fan of the position. And I'm a fan of his, his, his game, what he puts on film or what he was able to do at Georgia, splitting carries. Uh, he's an unbelievable back. I love that we spent... 45 seconds on this interview talking about somebody he's competing with to get drafted. That's, I think, what makes you so special, and that's what people have talked about when they get to know you is, is the person you are, not just the football player you are. And one of, one of the things you focus on in school a lot is journalism. That was your major, right? So I'm sure that you are studying these teams as much as they're studying you. Do you look at the different teams and say, well, th this could be a good fit? Oh, uh, yeah, you have to. It's kind of part of your nature, especially part of the, uh, the media technology now. And you, I'm very active on social media, so I see all the tweets and all the mocks and where I could go. And, you know, you got to look. And, uh, but my mindset is that all the teams that um, I guess I can consider consider could be a chance to go to um, are special teams and are just a couple pieces away from being playoff contenders or championship contenders. 
standards. Or you look at the Cleveland Browns, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, the Cleveland Browns, this and that. Uh, but they were in a lot of games last year. I know they only won one game uh, last year, but they were in a lot of those games. Uh, the Giants were in a lot of those games, too. Uh, and they didn't have Odell. Um, that, the, uh, the Giants team is very special. You got Eli Manning, a proven quarterback uh, with two Super Bowl, two Super Bowl wins. Uh, Odell Beckham, the most electrifying player in the NFL. Uh, the tight end, Evan Ingram, he's, he's amazing. And that wide receiving uh, core is amazing. And, you know, you can go on go on from the Colts to, to the Browns again, to the Broncos, and see how much talent is in all those teams. And, you know, for me, the way I look at it is it's a blessing. Any team that decides to pick me is a blessing. Um, I'm going to go there with my head low and ready to work and uh, to continue to compete and try to be a leader. Well, we have a lot of Hall of Famers here, and we have a couple of them on deck waiting to talk with you. It's a segment we like to call Players Only. So we have another Hall of Fame running back in Terrell Davis and Kurt Warner that are... After listening to that interview from Saquon Barkley, how can you not be a fan of this kid? How can you not look at him and say, oh my gosh, he's humble, man, he was humble. And that whole entire interview, you you can hear the humility in him and the respect for the game and the people who he's competing against. He brings out Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb may be somebody you've forgotten about. But if you're a football fan and you love college football at all, you haven't forgotten about Nick Chubb. He was the guy who burst onto the scene playing for the Georgia Bulldogs, and then he got hurt. Then he kind of went away from the scene, and then he had to share the spotlight with Sonny Michelle in his last year. But Nick Chubb is a bona fide dog. Like he could be the bona fide dog. And... And not only is he that, but he's also somebody who's apparently gained the respect of Saquon Barkley and, and, and his peers around him. Saquon Barkley, to get back to him and to focus on him for just a second, is a very, very, very respectable, humble kid. Somebody who I am now cheering for. Now, we talked about this. I actually was on um, this thing. I was on a show called Track Stars. If you don't know what this whole thing is about, Track Star Sports generated started from this other thing called track stars and you can go check that out it's on periscope on twitter instagram it's everywhere track stars is everywhere if you look around there's a member of the universe near you the track stars is everywhere right so i was on the track star show earlier today and we were talking about music because that's what they do on that show and so they were talking about music and they were talking about artists and they said is there an artist has it been artists who actually threw you off by their interview right who you they you love their music you love their art but in their interview they lost you right and we talked about people who can gain you from their interview. I'm going to say this. I liked Saquon Barkley before because I thought he was a terrific athlete. I liked Saquon Barkley before because I thought he was very, very fast for such a powerfully built individual. And I also thought that he could actually bring something from um, as a pass catcher. He's a great pass catcher as well. And so I thought he can do all of that stuff. I fell in love with Saquon Barkley just now. Listening to his interview made me feel like I am rooting for that kid. I'm behind that kid 3,000%. I am behind him, and I want to see where his future goes. If he goes to the Browns, get Browns, guess what? I am now a Browns fan, and I want to see where the Browns go from here. If he goes to the Giants, guess what? I am—well, I was already with Odell, you feel me? But either way— <laughs> 
<laughs> I was already down with Odell. But if he's there, I'm like, yo, the Giants can do miraculous things now. Wherever this kid kid goes, my interest will go there as well. I believe in this kid. I believe in this kid. And I believe that his future is bright. And I pray the absolute best for him. So that's me. That's Rick Sensei with Trackstar Sports. If you listen to his interview, listen closely. Listen for the humility. Listen for the respect. And then watch him. Go check out some YouTube videos, man. Go check it out. Dude's amazing, man. Dude's a beast. And I saw that already. I just didn't know what type of dude he really was. And now listening to that. Um, I, I pray he doesn't, you know, I pray this isn't just a front. I don't believe it is. I'm hoping for the absolute best for this kid. God bless. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. And I have a message for everybody who does not know. The Honey Badger's on the loose. And, <laughs> and a lot of people in the NFL want him on their team. Straight up, like just a lot of NFL players want to play with the Honey Badger. If you don't know who he is, Teron Matthew, he is somebody who who was a phenomenal player at LSU. He was a Heisman candidate. When you talk about somebody who can create turnovers, somebody who just, just brings a bunch of passion and energy to the field, that's who he is, right? They call him the Honey Badger because he's small, but he is fearless. And the Honey Badger... The actual honey badger, the animal, is one of those same type of creatures. Small, fearless, will fight anything, anybody at any time. That's who this Teron Matthew is. He's the honey badger. He is. Just straight up. And so, he is being recruited now by almost everybody who, who you know, who, who needs a boost on defense. So, that looks like the Jets. And he's also being recruited by people who used to play with him or wanted to play with him at LSU. So, when I talk about the Jets, you have to think about Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a safety who was there, rookie safety last season, who was phenomenal. Had a phenomenal season with the Jets last year. He came from LSU as well. He was phenomenal at LSU. But he probably went to LSU because he wanted to keep up the tradition. The tradition at LSU right now is this DBU. And it's called DBU because of the... The amount of great players that came out of that. Patrick Peterson is one of them. So initially, when the Honey Badger came out, he came out of LSU, but he was suspended. If you remember, he was suspended from LSU because of some um, drug situations. I would just say it like that. When he had a chance to come into the NFL, what people were concerned about was that he would fall into the same bad habits that he had before. He has come to the NFL and he's been a model citizen, a model citizen. And I think a lot of that is due to the environment that he was in. He came to LSU most likely because of the influence of Patrick Peterson. He went to Arizona and when he got there, he was in a situation where he was surrounded by older, more mature people who had also come from LSU who could actually take him under their wings and make, you know, make him feel like he was in a safe environment. And plus, Arizona is just not one of those places you go to wild out, just straight up. So, he has matured phenomenally. And now he's in a situation where he can be a part of, of almost any defense and actually come in and there's no character concerns anymore. So, because there's no character concerns with him, think about that. Now, he's free to go to places where, you know, things could be a little bit dicey. Your Oakland. Um, or, 
you're New Orleans. And so think about this. New Orleans is his hometown. He's been very vocal about things in New Orleans before. But now the, the players in New Orleans who are not even from New Orleans definitely want the Honey Badger to come home. And you know all of the players, I'm mean, well, not players, just all of the fans who remember him from LSU, they are dying to have him come home. I've seen this on Twitter consistently, just post after post after post, talking about what people would do if the Honey Badger came back home. They said they would go out and buy his jersey immediately. You can, they said that you can sign us up for the Super Bowl immediately because if the Honey Badger came home, that would mean that that great, that well, great, great is a little it's a little much to call them great but this new emerging defense that you have in New Orleans they would actually be on the right path if they had some leadership especially some ferocious type of we don't take no nothing from nobody type of leadership that would come with somebody like the honey badger so think about this think about having the honey badger in either New Orleans or with the Jets or in some places you're not readily thinking of maybe even because they just kind of lost a few people too maybe the New England Patriots can have somebody like the Honey Badger as well and if the Honey Badger goes to to New England I'm a New England fan straight up because I'm a fan of the Honey Badger and you should possibly be too think about who he is now now here's the question why is he free why is he available well the Honey Badger is available right now because Arizona it's time for contract negotiations Arizona's not very committal. They're, they're non-committal when it comes to signing him again. And here's why. He's going to command a high salary. He should because he's a playmaker. However, he has not been able to stay healthy and stay on the field. He hasn't. Almost every season he's hurt. Almost every season he's, he's out. And he flashes. He does well. And then he's gone. And last year... I saw a little bit, a little bit of a decrease in his impact when he was even on the field. And so, that begs the question, where will the Honey Badger go? Will Arizona just kind of change their mind and give him a prove-it type of contract? Or will he be a free man and then possibly find his way to either the Jets or New Orleans or maybe New England? The possibilities are endless, and I'm so excited. This is the type of, I told you, I told you, it's the time of year that I get really excited about the NFL because things change, and they change rapidly. The Honey Badger is just one of those people who may become available, and if he does, everything in free agency will will revolve around him until he finds a new home. All right, this is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. You guys have a phenomenal day. How's it going? Question. So you're you're a big enough fan of the Honey Badger to follow him wherever he goes. Like that's what I'm asking. I mean, I don't know who you are. I don't know, you know, who you're a fan of. I like, you know, I like the Honey Badger. I'm not a big fan, but you know, like I like him though. Um, his best fit, in my opinion, would probably, you know, either the Saints are doing fine, defensive backs. For him to get the most money he wants, 
and make the make the biggest impact, the Cleveland Browns would be my option. You have him and Jabril Peppers. It'd be you know it'd be dangerous secondary. So, anyways, I hope he lands somewhere where he could be happy and healthy. Awesome. Hey, how you doing, man? This is Rick Sincere, um, Trackstar Sports. Yo, so I am a huge fan of the Honey Badger. Absolutely. I'm a fan of the Honey Badger for several different reasons. One, passion. So he's always one of the most passionate individuals on it. When, when he, he brings that type of passion to the field and the energy that he brings to the field is actually infectious and it goes, it, it basically creates a certain type of atmosphere in the locker room and also on the field. So yes, I'm a fan of the Honey Badger. I agree with your point where you're saying that he would do well um, with the Browns. The only problem is I would hate for him to be in a situation where the organization isn't ready to make that move to the Super Bowl because I feel like He's the type of player that can bring a team to the Super Bowl. I, I feel like I'd rather see him in a place where they're one or two pieces away and he can be that piece that they're missing. I wouldn't mind him being in New Orleans. And there's a reason for that. That should say Honey Badger reply, <laughs> by the way. Anyway, so I wouldn't mind him going to New Orleans because I feel like they have two safeties in place and actually now three because they signed Kirk Coleman. Um, but I wouldn't mind them. I, I would love for him to be in a situation where he can come and specialize and they can, he can have limited snaps because he does have a health issue and he has been um, he has been kind of iffy, you know what I mean, somewhat not able to be as great as he could be because of injuries. And so I would like a situation where it's limited snaps a little bit or at least they could be smart about his um, time on the field. At the same time, I would see him going there and really being a great piece. I can see him going to New England and being a great piece as well. Am I willing to, um, I guess, go wherever he goes? Um, man, real talk? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Honey Badger. I really want to see where he goes. I am a fan, and, I'm, um, and I like what you said at the end. You want to see him he- uh, healthy and happy um, on that same page. Hey, this is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports bringing you some breaking news. So there's a, a contract in place between the New Orleans Saints and Kirk Coleman, the former safety for the Carolina Panthers. He was let go recently by the Carolina Panthers for poor play over the course of last year. Before he was actually somebody who was a staple in their backfield, somebody who they can really rely on at the safety position, but now he comes in from New Orleans, well, coming from Carolina to New Orleans as somewhat of a castaway. New Orleans does well with these projects and people who are kind of on, on the downside with a one or two year prove it type of deal, but they made a little bit longer of an investment in him than I expected them to. So a three-year contract says to me that they really believe that he can do some stuff now. I think he's about 29 years old, and so they still believe that there's some juice in Kirk Coleman. I, for one, never found him to be somebody who we feared offensively, not somebody who would go into Carolina and say, oh, man, we got to watch out for him, right? It's not like when they had the cornerback who, who now plays in Washington. It's not like we when they had him. It's not like when they had Josh Norman. It was somebody who we had to fear. It's not like when you can't go across the middle because Luke Kuechly's there. It's not, it's not like that. It was never like that for Kirk Coleman. And so because of that, I don't necessarily believe that this is a great get for New Orleans. I hope it doesn't impede them going after somebody like the Honey Badger or going after another impact player on their back end. They already have two safeties, one you know a lot about because of the way his rookie year ended in Marcus Williams. He is the one who is so infamous for that last second whiff 
when he had a wide receiver, when he had Stephen Diggs dead to rights, he missed him, and it was a great miss of, of this season. But he's still a very great young safety, and he's back there. Von Bell is also there as well. Somebody's like, yo, well, what about Kenny Vaccaro? What's up with him? Kenny Vaccaro, all indications are that the New Orleans Saints will not re-sign Kenny Vaccaro, and Kenny Vaccaro will be open in, on the market, most likely March 14th, when it all goes, when it all goes down, and when it all starts, he'll be there. He'll be available for everybody. He'll be a highly sought-after commodity on the free agent market. At least that's the indication that most people are getting, and that's the feedback that you're hearing from the league. I feel like at the end of the day, New Orleans. He wanted to actually stay in New Orleans, so Kenny Vaccaro really wanted to stay in New Orleans. He really wanted to end his career there, but no matter what was going on in that system, I just feel like Kenny Vaccaro never really lived up to his full potential with the New Orleans Saints. Last year, he was doing really well, and then he gets hurt, and when he gets hurt, everything kind of goes away. Now, he brought a lot of energy. He was a very, very big-time voice in that locker room. At the same time, I do believe that Kenny Vaccaro will, you know, find greener pastures elsewhere. Not too thrilled with the Kirk Coleman move. Not too thrilled, thrilled with that at all. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, his grade is a poor, poor grade. And he has a poor grade with Pro Football Focus. That means something to me. And it, and even his play on the field, not being somebody, like I said, the New Orleans Saints really feared. He must have been somebody that Sean Payton respected, though. And the reason I'm saying that is because when you play against an opponent and you study that opponent, you watch them on film, you get a good taste for who they are. And maybe Sean Payton has a really specific vision, and maybe Dennis Allen has a very specific vision for what they're going to do. They run a lot of three safety sets. They still have Raphael Bush there. So Raphael Bush, Von Bell, uh, maybe he's kind of gotten to the point where, and like they always say, you can never have enough good defensive backs. Maybe this is one of those situations. I, for one, hope that it ends up well for New Orleans. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those free agency moves that was a bit of a reach. This is Rick Sincere with TriStar Sports, giving you breaking news. Hey, you're amazing, you're awesome, you're incredible, you're phenomenal, and that's why you are right where you are listening to Trackstar Sports. We thank you so much for paying attention to our station. Hopefully, you're listening to us right now on Anchor or iTunes or somewhere, wherever you are in the world. We just thank you for what you're doing at this very moment. Look at you. Look at you being awesome with your phenomenal self. You have a great day, okay? God bless.